Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Create Reality Podcast. My name is Lewis Leidenfrost. My name is Adam Wilbanks. And so far, we've got some incredible feedback. And I would say some of the best feedback we've gotten is that we're not necessarily the most organized. And we were kind of feeling that. And so Lewis had a great idea today. We knew that we wanted to interview people. We didn't exactly know how we wanted to go about it. And so we're going to start a new series called the Who Am I series. We've noticed that across all walks of life, it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire, entrepreneur, if you're the school teacher, if you're still in high school, everyone goes through the same similar things at every single area of life. And one of our good friends, Kyle, actually, he owns Give Back Films. And he has a few videos where he gives money to homeless people and yeah. he interviews them. And just some of the things even the homeless people had to say were so insightful about life. So we want to get people from all walks of life, you know, successful people, teachers, school students, everybody, because everybody really does have a story to share. So to kick off our Who Am I series, we're going to start with none other than Lewis himself today. And honestly, I'm pretty excited to hear your story. I know your story. I'm involved in a lot of your story, but I think there's a lot of details that I don't even know. So I'm excited to hear this. So Lewis, go ahead and walk us on the path of how you got here today. Awesome. I'm super excited for this. Um, I've never really publicly gone out and explained how I got here and what I did. There's no real documentation on it. Um, so I think this will be really cool to dive into. And then looking back, just preparing for this podcast, I've, I've connected a lot of dots that I didn't even realize were very big milestones in my life to get me here today. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and uh, I'll just rock you through the story and uh, we can go from there. Let's do it. So looking back to a very young age, I think I was very uh, intrigued by the idea of business. It goes all the way back to when I was four, three, four and five years old. My dad, he's a huge runner. And so he would run, but I wanted to go with him. But of course I wasn't fast enough to run with him. I was a toddler. So we bought this, or he bought this running stroller, this jogging stroller put me in it and would push me and we would just talk. My little self would talk to him while he was running. He was breathing heavy, but I just asked questions over and over and over again. I'm pretty sure we talked the entire length of the run. And he said that some of the questions I would ask were extremely um, in interesting that I, at a young age I would ask them. He worked for Home Depot at the time and I would ask him, how do you guys do this? Why do you do this? I was asking questions about how the business ran, which is very, it's crazy to think that I was even doing that. I don't remember it, of course, because I was so young, but that's very cool to think about. And then I started doing like lemonade stands, selling popsicles to the pool, all these little small things to make money. And then having my friends run the stands too, my neighbor would run one. I started, that sort of kicked off the money. And I remember getting this, um, this Dixie like mouthwash little cup. Mm -hmm. I emptied out all of them and I had the box. Cut open the top of the box and made that my little bank because I didn't have a bank yet. I didn't have a car because I was yeah. seven years old, five years old. I don't know. And I put all the money in there. And I remember the day it hit $200, my mom had a baby shower. And we went to the baby shower, but I brought it with me. I brought it with me a lot of places. I was so attached to this little box with my, my few $1 bills and t few 20s, stuff like that. And people were like, what's that? I was like, oh, I hit $200. I was so proud to hit $200. But what I, looking back, every day I would pour it out of my bed and I would count the money. Even if the dollars didn't change, they didn't change often. Just during the summer, they would go up a little bit or down a little bit. But I would count it every day. And I think looking back, that's when I kind of got the attached and obsessed with the idea of, wow, this is cool. Money can do stuff. And I just started saving and saving and saving. I started a bunch of different businesses throughout um, that time, going all the way through like middle school, selling through the middle school. But the next big step, I think, was seventh grade. 
all of my friends that were my closest friends went on to this private school, like the junior high, and you had to apply to get into it. I didn't get into it. So now I was, seventh grade was a very like kind of lonely time. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends there because it was like the kids that were left, I wasn't that close to. So I was, I don't know. It ended up, I didn't really talk about this. I got hit by a teacher, which was a very traumatic time in my life. And my mom, it was towards the end of seventh grade, my mom pulled me out of school, called the principal, told me I'm never going back, and I was homeschooled in eighth grade. And I think that, giving me that year where I was, I didn't really do school. I don't even know if I graduated seventh grade. I don't know. We'd have to go back and look. <laughs> but eighth grade, I was homeschooled. And so I had all of this free time, and that's when I got an iPad. And I got this iPad. I wasn't really doing anything with school. I did a couple things a day. But I would get on the iPad and I would follow thousands of people and unfollow them and follow. And I built up, I just learned about Instagram. It was very early Instagram days, 2012. It, there was probably less than a few million. There was probably a few million people only on Instagram itself. But I learned about it. And now eighth grade ends and we're going to move because I didn't want to go to that private high school. So we moved up to the suburbs for me to go to pri uh, public school. Um, sounded like a great idea. It was a good idea, but in reality, I didn't know a single person. I'm 13 years old. I can't drive. So all my friends back home, I'm not hanging out with. So I have an entire summer of not really knowing any, anyone. So it's just me. So I go to my dad. I say, let's start a, let's do a little project. Dad, you give me $100 and my sister Ellie $100 and see who can turn into more money by the end of the summer. And I have this little Instagram idea. So I take that $100, my few hundred dollars I have in the bank, and I sell the Wii game station for, I remember, approximately $114. And I start buying shout outs on these pages. And all of a sudden, like overnight, I'm gaining thousands, tens of thousands of followers. And I had like 80,000 followers. I was like, wow, this is cool. So I start building up all these pages. And then, so I, oh, so that was the beginning. He gave me the $100. I build Walmart people. And I put all $100 instantly. The minute he gave it to me in PayPal, I gave it to all these people. Overnight, I had 300,000 followers. And I was wow. like, wow. I have 300,000 followers now. So I built that page up over the whole summer. Only that one page. I sold all the other ones for a couple hundred dollars. It was very cheap back then. I sold the page for $1,500 in the summer. So in three months, I turned $100 into 1455 I remember exactly because PayPal took their 3% fee. Mm -hmm. So now I have $1,400. And I'm like, what now? And I'm starting school. It's the first, this is like the day, last day of summer, I sell it to end the project. And then I go to the first day of school, 2,000 person school, I don't know one person. I don't know one person. Scariest moment of my life. I meet one kid named Matt, we become friends, we do everything together the first week because he moved from Chicago, we didn't know anyone, so we had kind of the same schedule, like three of the five classes or five of the seven, I don't remember how it worked out. Came friends, but I didn't know anyone, so then I kind of resorted back to not knowing anyone. And I think every time I was lonely in my life, something big happened. So now I'm lonely, I don't know a lot of people, I'm like, let's just start doing other things. So I go back, how did I make money? Let's do it again. I put 14, all of that money, the 1500, into buying pages. And I bought all these Instagram pages, built my own, and all of a sudden I'm having, I have a couple million followers. It's like midway, it's like early December 2013. And I have a couple million followers. And it's a small community of kids, like 13 to 16 years old, running these pages. And... Um, do you remember what your biggest page was? Walmart people at the time. Oh, no, no. I don't remember my biggest, I had, it was easy to get handles then. So I had like sports vines, SpongeBob comments, uh, comics, close enough, bro, animal posts, mm. like all these very original ads and I was growing them. They're all meme. They weren't even called memes back then. They were just yeah. pictures. 
and I was putting text over the top of them and I'm building up this community and I'm meeting all these kids who now some of these kids are very successful doing the same things we do. They all kind of transitioned. They call it the, yeah. the, the Twitter publisher community, stuff like that, the pubs. Um, but they turned into very successful kids. But I was kind of the big one on Instagram, but I was very quiet. I wasn't, I was staying to the Instagram people. I eventually ventured out, but there was one guy, Brian, he owned the biggest page called I Just Admit. It, had like a, it was the first page I think to hit a million followers on the theme pages. And I was like, Brian, he was my age. He was in Nebraska, I believe. I was like, dude, let's, let's um, link up and go in together and combine our pages and have the most. Because I think at the time, Selena Gomez and Just Me were only had like 8 million. And we had 8 million ourselves. Wow. And it was chronological feed. Whatever you wanted people to see, mm -hmm. they could see immediately. And we're like, deal. He gave me his pages. We just completely blindly trusted two 14-year-olds or 13-year-olds blindly trusting each other to share all the passwords and all this info, which is now would be worth yeah. millions potentially of dollars. But we didn't know that. Then we go, okay, what are we going to do now? We have all this, these followings. And there wasn't, no one was promoting things on Instagram. There was one guy who was doing apps. His name was Albert. Genius. Shout out to Albert if you're listening. The guy is crazy smart. Crazy smart. But he was the only guy doing apps. But he wasn't doing really games yet. He was doing like um, keyboards and lock screens, stuff like that. Little tech. He was very smart coding all these. But I was... Uh, I said, let's do it. Let's build an app. And he was like, okay. I was like, we don't know how to build an app, so what are we going to do? So we did a bunch of research, found this like eBay for apps, and we found it was right after Flappybird ended, also coming up on my 14th birthday, I believe. It was January 27th, 2014, very early 2014. And we find this app called, it's a little red ball, jumps over spikes. Right after Flappybird was taken off, I go, it's kind of similar, 32 levels, super simple game. $500, but we had invested all of our money in these pages and there's no income coming in from Instagram because there's only Albert who will eventually buy a post from us and a couple like singers trying to promote their page buying shout outs. Mm -hmm. But you could gain, like we were gaining at a point 100,000, 200,000 followers a day between our whole community. Our whole That's world. unheard of now. Now it's impossible, I think. But we had all of these pages and they were all, we were growing them through their own little community, shouting each other out. <laughs> It was just snowballing. Yeah. And we needed something to make us some money. So we bought this app from, I guess it was a game style template. A guy bought it for $10, sold it for $500. I guess he'd been doing it for a while. He was a known scammer in the community, but we didn't do our research. So we bought it from him. His name was Fraud or something. He was some guy in Canada. He bought it for $10, sold it to us for $500. We released it on January, 20, January 30th, 2014. I had $250. I said, Mom and Dad, I don't want a birthday present this year. Can you just give me $250? So I have 500 to buy this app, and I'm like, okay. So we, I buy the app, it goes live under my name, and we create this little text that says, best app of 2014. <laughs> it's probably illegal to do that. Definitely legal to do but that we did, now. we did it then, and we put the little screenshot that we screenshotted from it, put it on there, download today, link in bio. Name me at 99 cents. Oh, so it was a paid app? Yeah, it was 99 cents. It was a paid app. Okay, this is actually my birthday, because I remember very vividly going to Outback, I don't know why I went Outback, but I went Outback for my birthday. We went to Outback in Johns Creek, and my friend texted me. It's my birthday day. He goes, dude, have you checked the have you checked their app store rankings? And I go, no. He goes, you're number 10 in the world. That'd be crazy. And you can't see live updates. I remember that I, my whole body like had this just shutdown. I was like, how much money is that going to be? So I text the app developer, dude, the app is number 10. How much money am I going to make? Shouldn't have done that. He's like, you owe me some more money now. Yeah, you for sure should not have goes, done that. And he goes, you're making probably, he told me $100,000 a day. A day? That's what he told me. He was a guest. He's like, I've never had one go, but I assume it's that. It wasn't that. It was a couple of tens of thousands a day, but it was still crazy. 
but we're like, I go, Brian, look at what we're doing. So we just double down. I, we have no money, so we're only able to use our influence to get other people. So we're like, hey, we'll shout you out. We're not going to grow our pages anymore. We're going to let them die. Just post our app. So we have every Instagram page that is not a person, even some people that were doing shout out for shout out. But every themed page across the platform is posting red bouncing ball spikes a couple times a day. Everywhere. Jeez. Overnight. And this was while you were already number 10? Yeah, as soon as we realized it. Wow. Overnight, we were number two. The, Minecraft was number one. We were number two. Paid app in the U.S., most of the world, like Europe, everywhere, because we were hitting all these people, and no one has seen this kind of promotion before. It was almost spammy. Mm -hmm. But no one has ever seen this on Instagram, so they're just doing what we say. Our app store rating was 1.5 stars. It was a very crappy game. <laughs> but we were the first to do it. Some people liked it, but you could really just click on 32. There was no – didn't, they didn't get harder. They were just 32 yeah. levels. But it was a very simple app. But it was crazy. We're like, we can do this. This is wild. So we ran that app for two or three weeks until someone told me that I was going to get sued because I wasn't 18, um, that the app was bad. So I got scared, took it off, sold it back to the developer for $1,500, and he sold it for, I think, $50,000 to one wow. of my friends who was doing apps or who was doing Instagram pages. Wow. So I got screwed there. It could have been way bigger, but I sold that. But that was, that was the first big entrepreneurial success I had, and it was really my first try at it. And you were 14, 14 years old? Or my 15th birthday. It was definitely my 14th birthday. I was a freshman in high school. That's crazy. But that's not good for a 14-year-old kid to get tens yeah. of thousands of dollars or $10,000 a day. I don't remember what it was. It was a couple thousand dollars a day over two or three weeks. And I split with Brian, of course. But that's not – it wasn't good for me. And it was too oh, quick that I, I was a little bit cocky and arrogant. I went and bought a car. I spent a lot of money. But I learned my lessons at a young age. Mm -hmm. And that fed into a couple more apps. Some were successful, most failed. Um, the tw I kind of ruined Instagram marketing at that time because now there's thousands of apps asking to buy posts. They're everywhere. No one's downloading. It's extremely saturated. Mm -hmm. um, I killed it. I did do iFunny for a while. I was the first on iFunny too. And oh, really? Got a couple hundred thousand downloads on a free game. Killed that. Now iFunny doesn't let you post anything. <laughs> um, but I just did a bunch of things, got into a bunch of niches. Did the apps for a while, and then that brought me to Mallard Manor. My first, I wanted to sell a physical good, mm -hmm. and this is where I met you. Yeah, I was built. I wanted to buy us. I had enough money. I wanted to buy a clothes, southern clothing line. I asked Adam who owned one or was working with one. He was the guy that replied back to me. We became friends through that. It wasn't right. I didn't buy his. I started my own. Okay. I met a kid on spring break actually who owned one, and we partnered up. That's what happened. Was that Mallard Manor? Mallard Manor. Okay. Hunter Cornette. Well, the craziest thing was we get a DM for our brand that we had started, and his Twitter page didn't have a profile picture or anything. It was something random, and I thought it was a grown man. And I finally, I think we got on a call or something. He told me you were yeah. fourteen. I was like, what 14-year-old has money to buy a company? I was like, this guy's a fraud. Sure. <laughs> but that's how we became friends. Yeah. Well, nothing came of that for a while. We'll get into that. Yeah. So I built the clothing lines, did a couple more apps. Nothing was really as big as – I don't think I've actually honestly done anything as publicly big as Red Mountain Bowl Spike since then. Yeah. That was just crazy that that happened. And it's so fast, too. It pivoted me from ideas to I'm an entrepreneur. And I doubled down, Steve. tripled down, everything. I'm an entrepreneur. Always told people I wasn't going to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up applying and almost going to college because I got brainwashed. But <laughs> Luckily you fought I it. didn't go. I withdrew right before. Um, but then we started. I, I had a great idea for a social network. It sounded really cool. I put a bunch of money into it. 
and it failed, but that was where we became business partners for the first time I brought you on. Yep. I don't remember what your title was, but you were part of it. I, was, I was doing something. You were just, yeah. you were the smart guy. Yeah. And then we became friends there. That's why I dropped out of school the first time. The first time for photo, failed. On a whim, just drove down here, <laughs> failed, drove back home. <laughs> Um, we, so then we built, I got into e-commerce. That was very cool. Mm -hmm. That's where we built the jewelry company. Yep. You came back down there. Um, and then now it kind of brings me here to today. Yeah. We're you want to talk about how you went from the jewelry company to this though? Yeah. So we did, it was another huge success at the start. We did a couple hundred thousand or a hundred thousand dollars in the first 30 days, mm -hmm. which was crazy. Just off, I went back to how I did the app. I did influencer marketing, just had all these theme pages post the jewelry, go buy it now. Did, and then I, it was too much to handle. So I brought in an advertising agency and they, um, mm -hmm. they hit the fan. They ruined the Quickly. company. They did, weren't profitable. We were losing money. We, could, we weren't bringing in new revenue. We had all these expenses because the, we, we learned a lot of lessons. We were operating the company as if it was doing these $100,000 a month every month. And then when we dropped down to 10000 because of them, all these expenses can't be covered now, so we had to fire them, take marketing back over ourselves, build it back up, get it successful again, and then we exited. Mm -hmm. And doing that, at the end, we looked back and we said, uh, what was the best part of that? And it was the marketing. When we took it back over, we fixed it, and the, that agency wasn't good. So what if we go and create our own agency? And we've done it, we can prove we've done it before we had our own company. And, um, like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, and that's kind of just when you took what we learned and, and turned it into an agency. It, yeah, yeah, because of our and bad that's how we are here today. Is, and we that's one of the biggest points is we, every time we get on a call, they're saying uh, we've been burned, we've been burned, we've been burned. We're like, trust me, that's why we started this company because mm -hmm. we have been there. We owned our own company, and then we take it over. Yesterday we had a call, and he said the founder said they're a huge company. They do a couple million dollars a year, and he's like. It feels good to finally have an agency that's working for us and it's create, uh, bringing us new income. Yeah. And that was the best feeling in the world. It was like, wow. They've been in business for 10, 11 years, yeah. worked with tons of He's agencies. He's a Forbes 30 under 30 founder. Yeah. And so to hear that is, is awesome. But I think what's really unique about your story, and I think most people's story, is whether what you tried was a success or a failure, you used it later. Like, for example, with a jewelry company, because you had already used influencer marketing before, you knew to try it for the jewelry company. There's just so much you learned along the way. They, you kept it, it was a it. bunch of building blocks looking back at it. I mean, it goes all the way back to that that gap year, me dropping out of seventh grade, theoretically, yeah. and going to homeschooling, giving me the iPad, and I started doing these little follow fall. It all built, and they all line up together. And another huge part of it is my parents. I have a great support system. My parents, the most loving parents in the world, they showed me what a... Feel a little emotional. They showed me a great relationship, what it's like, um, how to work hard. My dad, I watched him. He worked. He works very hard. He was very successful in what he did. But he also would bring on other things. He wanted to be a pastor in the church, a deacon. So he'd wake up at five every day, go to bed at twelve every day for three years, and he grinded, put in the work, and did the things he taught me. Do the things you don't want to do. Just get them out of the way. Do them. Mm -hmm. Don't let them just sit there and pile up. Don't procrastinate. Don't. Look. Another big thing that stay organized. He says, never have anything um, horizontal on anywhere in the house, always vertical. Keep everything organized. Mm -hmm. And um, he's definitely one of the biggest inspirations in my life. And my mother, she was so, she's so, she is, not what, she is so kind and caring. They let me get away with a lot of little things. 
school wasn't pushed hard. They understood that for some reason it didn't click to me. They accepted my C's and they didn't make me feel like I was an idiot, which is so important looking back. Um, That's huge. They told they told me there was other things like they let me identify how I wanted to. So I was an athlete kid. I looking back, I wasn't the best athlete, but they made me feel like I was a very good athlete. Mm-hmm. And I might have been better back then because I was shorter and more coordinated, and I was good within my soccer, the club. But I always, I never felt bad for myself. Like I never felt sad and sorry that I. They didn't let me feel like I was disappointing them. When um, they and they both came from very humble beginnings and built their way into who they are today, which is a super um, large inspiration to see. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot. They are the biggest role models in my life for sure. And all of that combined together brought me to here today. Yeah. I think it's a that's a pretty impressive story. Do you think you've made it now? That's who I am. I are like you, the name of the title. Yeah. No, do I think I made it? God, no. Exactly. I'm, no, I'm, I'd say I'm 1%. The yeah. big things are going to just keep happening now. It's another step in the journey. It was like I was in a hole. And I was trying to climb out of the hole. I might not even be out of it yet, but I'm just getting out to the top to where you can do cool things. What would you say is like maybe one of your top qualities to get to here? Because most, a lot of people at 30 years old, they can't fathom making money online and running a business. But at 14, I mean, that's like, I remember when you had told me at 14, you made that money and my sister's 16 now. And I remember when she was 14, me thinking like, how could she make money online? Like it, when I was 14, how could I even do that? What, what do you it's think so led you to that? Too, but I think I have one, I have a memory of when it was photo time when we were building the social network, I was meeting with a, like an investor type guy and I wanted to explain the story to him and I walked him through the entire platform, how excited I was. Like went through all the little wireframes. This is, this is, this is, this is. And he said, okay, it's not, this isn't gonna work between us. I don't, I don't think it's, I'm the right type of guy for you. But he, he did say one thing to me that stands out to this day. He said, the passion that you have while explaining something you believe in is extreme. It comes off un, like it's amazing. It pretty much convinced me to drop out of school yeah. and go try And he it. said something, I'm getting chills thinking of this. He said one thing. He said, now that you must be very careful with. Yeah. Um, he said, you can get people to do a lot of things with this passion and don't abuse it. Use it for what you truly believe in and apply it there. Don't use it for bad. And I was like, whoa. And you were how old when he told you that? 16. He said just the passion's unreal. You can make anyone believe in what you want them to believe in. Yeah, you definitely can. I think that's my, the biggest thing is my passion. So I apply that towards doing things and then getting the people to help me where I need them to help and the networking. and, And I mean, just... A lot of it goes to my network. Every time I have a cool idea, I know exactly who to bring on for that idea. Mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of things alone anymore. I know I know how to pick and choose and you know, build the team. Yeah, absolutely. You're a very curious person too. Like yeah. when you were young, it sounds like you're very curious I try, I, asking I, I questions. I mean, I skipped out on probably 20 or 30 companies going over this because I, I bred fish. I sold chargers. Breeding fish, I had a 15, bred fish? I had 15 fish tanks in my parents' I, I didn't know about I that 50, one. I had angelfish, 15 tanks, and I'd have them mate, and they make the babies on some online, like super exotic angelfish. <laughs> That's the craziest There's, thing ever. I sold duct tape wallets called J&L duct tape wallets. That was in middle school. I, I brought – I had a – I went on Amazon with a $50 Amazon gift card my aunt gave me and ordered – 100 iPhone cases that were 50 cents each and when it was iPhone 4s sold them to every kid in my middle school Wow, I, I mean it was always just doing these little things and I just tried it all money Looking back like I love money. I, I would be lying if I said I didn't I'm working on 
I've now realized goals, working towards goals and building things is way better, but money is money and it's very fascinating to me and I'm obsessed with, I think that's kind of your scoreboard. You don't have to look at it like that. You can build crazy things with a lot of, not a lot of money, but to me it's more of like a scoreboard now, like it's working. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I learned at a young age, but there's so many things. Yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty impressive story, and you're 21 now. Just turned 21. Just getting started. Yeah, 15 days ago, 21. Who knows what in the world's going to come? Imagine when you're 35, 45. Hopefully, hopefully I'm still. You're 45, and I'm 48. Cool things. <laughs> yeah. 48 year old man. You're only four years older than me. It's not a big gap. Three and a half. But I think I think that's my story. That's it. That's I mean, good. there's a lot more things, but. I feel I feel good sharing that. It's cool. I bet. I bet you do. Well, we're going to continue to have these. I will be the next Who Am I series um, in the Who Am I series. And we have several individuals we're already talking to that we want to bring on. Several people that are excited. And we're still going to be doing our podcast on topics as well, kind of mixed in with that. So we're excited to hear your feedback. Thank you very much. Talk soon.